0: You're listening to Father Kirby Longo's Homilies, powered by Mountain Catholic. Father Kirby is a priest of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Helena and pastor of Christ the King University Parish in Missoula, Montana. There's a particular chapel down in Denver where I studied seminary with a mural above the altar that kind of goes all the way around the church. It was one of those murals that's like almost beautiful, there's something wrong, and it's like the colors are wrong, and it's, it's icons, but they're not quite real icons, they're missing a lot of the beautiful symbolism, and shape, and color, and most of all, look up at it, and Jesus is standing there, you know, traditionally with the scroll in his hand, but on the scroll, it just said, I come soon. I was like, that's ridiculous, Jesus never even said that, and it's not even good grammar. <laughs> And so we'd always walk down the halls of the seminary and be like, hey, bro, I come soon. Uh, Until we were studying the book of Revelation, one of our classes, and we come across this passage where the Son of Man is in the clouds, and he says, behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense to pay everyone for what he has done. I am the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. So although that didn't sort of redeem the bad art. It did point to something that was going on in me, and actually, it hit me pretty hard because it pointed to something a little deeper in my heart. That I realized I just generally live my life as though Jesus just isn't coming ever. You know, not now, not ever. I just assume that's the case, and not only that, I just assume a lot of things about my own life that aren't sure. You know, I, I, I'm going to have at least another solid 50 years of good health. Then when I'm 80 and I can't keep up with the 20-year-olds anymore, then I'll just be the old priest. I'll just sit around and listen to confessions for another 10 to 20 years. And that's kind of just what I assume about my life. And I I think that's pretty normal for people to assume that we just assume a lot about what's going to happen down the road in the future. And I think that's why at the end of ordinary time every year, so toward the end of this time, just before Advent, the church almost, almost forces us to meditate upon the end of time, this, the second coming, the last judgment, the parousia. There's a lot of names for this time. And Jesus warns against this attitude that I saw so clearly in myself. This whole past week, we've kind of been diving into it in many ways. And on Friday, the readings were Jesus talking about how in the time before the flood and in the time before Sodom and Gomorrah, these great disasters, people were eating and drinking and buying and selling and planting and building right up until the end came, not not expecting nor attentive to the possibility that this could be the end. So then what are we supposed to do, though? Like, what do we do with that information? How is it helpful? What? How does it actually bear fruit spiritually in our lives? There's a tendency amongst some christians and and maybe almost christians to try to nail down a date for the apocalypse to be so obsessed with it that like this is going to be the day and then you know sell your property and get together and go up on a hill and wait for jesus to come back and then he doesn't come back and then what are you going to do you know you sold your property but that's kind of the exception in many ways in general we don't want the second coming to come we don't want to see it and why is that? Is it because we're not ready for it? Is it because it, we don't want something sudden and unexpected? I think there is there is a deep sense in us, and this is part of the hope of being Christian, that, that Jesus is going to make everything right, that God's going to actually make sense of the mysteries of the world, not just the mysteries of human sin, you know, the, what we do to one another, the ways in which we hurt one another, but also the more mysterious things that that are hard harder to understand in some ways you know disasters natural disasters and disease and oppression and poverty and violence both natural and human and and then most of all death and although we trust in this justice that he's going to bring to the world we have to trust more in his mercy because if we examine ourselves and and think about sort of justice being brought about in the world, it's like I'm not sure where I fall on that spectrum. You know, if 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 my whole life is laid bare and brought into the open, everything in the dark is brought into the open, um, good and bad. You know, it's like, am I will I end up with the sheep or with the goats? You know, am, am I which, which which way am I going to end up? It's not exactly clear, but the Lord has has showed us over and over that in the end, it's not a tally. It's whether or not we actually trust in his mercy. And so then the question is not necessarily what I've done, but who I am. And if that's the case, then the question is more, do I actually desire heaven? Do I want to go to heaven? Have you ever actually asked yourself that? Have you ever imagined heaven and then said, do I want to be there? It's not not as easy of a question as we think it is. Because if I'm not spending any time with God on a daily basis, any time at all, then do I really want to spend eternity with him? I mean, he's a complete stranger in that sense. I want to spend the rest of eternity with this guy. And so when we think about this, there's there's this seemingly harsh parable in the Gospels and it's about the You know, the ten virgins, five foolish, five wise. The the five foolish don't bring enough oil as they wait through the night for the bridegroom. And then they come to the door later in the night and the Lord says, I do not know you. Are we that person? Do we actually know the Lord? Do we have a real relationship there? Can I honestly say that I'm his friend? And it comes down to The question of heaven comes down to, really, the way that we spend our lives, not in a tally sense, but in the way that we're preparing our hearts. Am I actually preparing my heart to be able to love perfectly? C.S. Lewis has this great quote. He says, taking your life as a whole, with all your choices, in your whole life, you're slowly turning the central thing into a heavenly creature or a hellish creature either into a creature that's in harmony with God and with everyone else and with itself, or one that's in a state of war with God and with everyone else and with itself. You know, to be one is to head toward heaven, and to be the other is to head toward loneliness, because we're either teaching ourselves over and over again in all of our actions to stop thinking about ourselves and start thinking about others, or we're training ourselves more and more to be the center of our own world, uh, to let everything sort of gravitate around us. And so to meditate on the final judgment is to assess who we really are at our core, to, to do a good examination where we actually take in, take into account where I stand, uh, both with myself, but more, more importantly with the Lord. You know, much like I was talking about the purge last week, to take an honest assessment of the things that I have and the way that I spend my money because it tells me about something, t- something about myself. In the same way, to meditate on the last judgment, to meditate on the end coming suddenly, we have to take account of who we are right now. And just like the purge also, we don't do this alone. We can't do it alone. We're, we're going to do a terrible job. The Lord knows us better than we know ourselves. And so we let him reveal to us the places in, w- in which we've begun down that road of Selfishness, or the places in which we haven't actually striven to know Him, I haven't actually tried to to come to know Him in real relationship. So He reveals that to us, and we let Him do that. And so when we set aside the time and actually schedule it in you know, this time before the chaos of Christmas or Thanksgiving sets in, and maybe a little bit of time between those two when there's when there's a lull take that time, and ask the Lord, where do I stand, Lord? Uh, if, it, if the end were to come, what does that look like for me? Uh, I think if we begin that well, uh, that journey will take us to you know beautiful places. So let's prepare well in this holy time.